0: Thank you for joining us for Positively Dad. My name's James Shaw. I'm your host, and I'm a dad. My wife, Terry, and I have a seven-year-old daughter named Naomi, and Positively Dad is just my way to grow and get better as, as a partner, as a parent, and as a person, and I trust that you're getting value from it as well, and I thank you for listening. You're listening to one of our Dad Talk episodes. We release these every Wednesday, and this is where I just talk to a dad about being a dad. Every Monday, we release a podcast where I talk to an expert about something that we should think about. So make sure you listen to both because I think there's valuable content in uh, both editions that we're doing, the, the Monday kind of expert podcast and the Thursday dad talk podcast. And if you're enjoying these, it would be awesome if you would rate it. You know, five stars would be great. Maybe write a review and share it with a dad that you know that that maybe you know could could get some inspiration or learn something from the conversations that we're having because that's my goal. I I desire to be a great dad and husband, and um, chances are you'd like to be a great partner and parent as well. and And so by listening to this, it helps you grow. I'm excited because today we're going to talk with a friend of mine. His name's Dustin Grove, and Dustin and I met back in college. Uh, we were, were in the same uh, major, had the same program. He is actually married to my stepsister, Stacy, and I just admire them so much. They um, have done and accomplished some amazing things as a family. They're uh, a great example as what a, for what a partnership looks like when it comes to a marriage. They're a great example as parents. They're certainly not perfect. In fact, you'll hear Dustin talk a little bit about that. And, and yet I admire them a lot, and I think we can learn a lot from them. They're both very busy people. They're very successful in their careers. They've got three kids, so they're it's balancing what that looks like. And And so when I reached out to Dustin and said, would you be willing to be on the podcast to just share? He said, absolutely. And whenever I have a dad on, I always ask, what's the message? What is it that other dads should hear? What's important to you as a parent? And what he talked about was, the value of spending quality time with his kids, and and how, quite frankly, in in this generation, with all the distractions we have, and the and the work, um, you know, requirements, and the ease to be able to connect with people using devices, that that can be a little bit hard and challenging. So that's what we're going to talk about today, and I think you'll learn a lot from it because I did as well. So let's jump right in, Dustin. Thank you so much for joining us on Positively Dad.
1: Sure, thanks for having me.
0: My pleasure. So tell us a little bit about your family.
1: So I've got uh, three kids. I've got uh, two daughters, Addie and Ellie are 11 and six. And then my son is Jack, and he's eight. And uh, he is all boy and would play every sport imaginable uh, if we would let him.
0: (laughs) Well, I imagine. Yeah, I'm sure he would. And so when we were talking about getting on and doing the podcast, and I said, you know, what's the message you want to send home to a dad? And that was just, you, you talked about quality time. And what's you know what I find interesting for you? You have a busy schedule. You commute, you know, an hour or so to work. Your wife's got a busy schedule. You, and you got three kids, a lot going on. And the number one thing for you, you said, was quality time. Tell me about that.
1: Well, I think, um, you know, life is about relationships, right? It's At the end of the day, it's not about what you did for a living or um, really anything else, frankly. At the end of your life, it's about the impact that you made on people. and I think that the the most important impact um is is your relationship with your your family and um and I think when when we have kids, you know, you you can't just raise them um by happenstance. I think it takes it takes strategy and it takes um it takes time. And so for all those reasons, um I feel called to Spend um, not just as much time with my kids as possible, but as much quality time with my kids as possible. And I think that I think that today that's even harder than it's ever been.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, how do you do that? I mean, because we could be in the same room with them and each on a device, right. or we well, could be really engaged with them. So, what does that look like to yeah. you?
1: Well, I think it, honestly, for me, it, it's about sacrifice. Thinking about my son particularly, um, you know, he loves basketball and baseball more than anything else in mm-hmm. particular. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I, you know, when I get home um, after a long day at work, after commuting an hour each each way, I just want to come home and take a breather. Um, but he asks me <laughs> probably four days out of five, especially when the weather's nice, Dad, will you go out and play catch with me? Mm -hmm. Or, Dad, will you go out and shoot hoops with me? And, you know, I think any parent understands that every once in a while that's okay, but, man, every day for 30, 40 minutes, goodness. Um, (laughs) But it's what I've learned is if I just get over my exhaustion and get out there in the yard and play catch with him or go out in the driveway and shoot hoops with him, it's not just the it's not just the act of playing baseball or basketball. It's really the conversation that we have while we're throwing the ball, right. or uh, or playing basketball. That's when I really get to know my son, who he is, what makes him kick, what excites him, what bothers him. He, you know, I, anytime you ask your your kids, "Hey, what'd you do at school today?" You know what the answer is going to be. Sure. Oh, n- nothing. What'd you mm-hmm. learn? Nothing. Nothing. What's the best right. thing that happened to you? I don't know. But if you engage with them in something that they enjoy, they end up just, they end up talking on their own. And same thing with my daughter, with my 11 year old daughter. It's not necessarily, it's not playing basketball or, ba- or baseball, but it's sitting down with her and listening to her play the piano. And she'll play a piece on the piano and then she'll stop and she'll just start talking to me about her day at school. Yeah. Um, and so I think it's, it, honestly, it's about sacrificing your time to do those things, to be with them. And then also I think to, man, to put the phone down, I have been convicted so many times um, for, you know, looking at my, checking on my email or, you know, getting a text and picking up my phone and and reading it. And, you know, my kids are talking to me and they'll, they'll, they'll call me. They're old enough now that they'll call me out on that. They'll say, dad, put the phone down. And I think, sometimes, you know, think about how, (laughs) think about how I would react if I'm in the workplace or I'm out with friends and I'm on my phone or, or they're on their, as I'm telling them something, if they're staring at their phone, we try really hard, hopefully not to do that to our friends and our coworkers, you know, and adults in our life because it's rude. Um, and yet, for some reason I feel like it's okay to do that more in my home in front of my kids. And it's, it's the same thing. It's, you know, it's, it's rude um, to my kids. And what's that telling them? Uh, You know, it's telling them that whatever is on my phone is more important to them than them. And, um, and that's been convicting to me.
0: Yeah. We've have a podcast actually coming up on that. I found an author, she's a reporter for NPR and we talk about, but The idea of this was I want to talk about screens and kids, and we're turning it into a two-parter because we're going to do a whole half hour on screens and parents because she jives into that too. And, you know, there's some conveniences to it. And when you're in the safe space of your own home, um, what are you teaching and how are you engaging with them if you're on the cell phone? What I appreciate – okay, here's something you said, which I think is really cool. You get home from a long day. it's It, it can be stressful work sometimes, and you got to commute, and traffic can be fun, Whatever. You get home and Jack's like, dad, can we go play catch? Now he's eight years old. Mm-hmm. And and I had a a, a guy on Jay Papasan who, who co-authored with Gary Keller a book called The One Thing. And he talked about, he said, 75% of the time you have with your kids is now like birth through 18. Mm-hmm. So you've got 10 years left of that section. And then the rest of the time that you are around... When, once Jack turns 18, that's only 25% of the time you get with him. And and the aha I had then, and what you said too, is there's a day you get home and he's like, Dad, can I play catch? And and it's like, you know what, buddy, not not today. I just need to take a rest today. And in the moment it feels like there's tomorrow, like you're just gonna be able to do this again tomorrow and have it tomorrow. Except you're like almost half you're you're almost halfway done with that time.
1: Yeah. That's incredible. Uh, yeah. So let's maximize (laughs) it
0: now because when he's 20, you're going to go, Hey buddy, you want to play catch? He's like, Oh dad, man, you know, I I got, or or when he's 16, dad, man, I'm going to go meet my buddies. And and so I can't, uh, thanks a lot. Like you're going to want that back.
1: I will. And, and, um, and, and for, you know, right or wrong, I think even more so, uh, with my daughters, um, because I think, you know, there will there will come a day, you know, my youngest daughter, she's, you know, she's just turned six. And she likes to come sit next to me and read books. And she wants to, she's learning how to how to read and how to write. And so she's constantly asking me, how do you spell this? How do you spell that? And I, th- I just the other day thought to myself, you know, there will come a day where she won't want to come up and cuddle up next to me and sit next to me.
0: That and so, happens at and, seven just so
1: you know. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, I've got months to go. Uh, right. But really, I mean, you know, there's there's no better feeling in the world than when your kids want to spend time with you. And you're exactly right. I mean, I think that that it is a it's the point of an eye. And we hear it all the time. It's cliche, right? Don't sure. it, don't blink. It goes so fast. Right. Uh, but it's true. I mean, it, it's true.
0: So with a schedule like yours, you've got three, they're involved in stuff, right? I mean, Jack's playing sports and mm-hmm. Addie's got piano lessons and she's doing her theater stuff and and Ellie's got, you know, she's probably got play dates with kids and different things she's doing. How do you balance it all? How do you make it work? You know, how do you make one-on-one time happen? What's the strategy that dads can use?
1: Well, I think, and you know, every family is different, right? But we, what we have learned um, the hard way is that we can overcommit our kids um we can let them do too many good things um and so what we have done within my family is my wife and I have decided all right we're going to let each of our kids do one activity per semester uh so for instance if my son jack is doing fall baseball he's not going to do uh, tennis he's not going to do an after school club whatever that may be um my daughter Ellie uh, will do uh, tap dancing, and that's all she's going to do. Um, and that prevents uh, what happened with us a few years ago, which was, oh, you want to do this? Oh, you want to do that? Great, awesome. We're really glad that you're, you know, curious about this, and you want to put yourself out there. Well, we ended up gone every night of the week, and we weren't spending time together as a family. And for us, family time is is sacred. We have to protect that. And so even though, you know, they may have opportunities to do a bunch of great things, um, we're going to limit that. We're going to pull them back. And if they want to try something different, you know, in the the spring, great, they can. Um, But that's what we're going to do. Um, So that requires, um, again, some sacrifice uh, and some hard decisions. But I think it's worth it because I think it'll pay off in the end. And we've already seen the fruit from that. One of the other things we make sure that we we do... um, every night we can uh which is more nights than not is we have a family devotional we all you're right before bed we get together in the same room and we talk about um our faith we read a scripture uh from the bible and we talk about how we can apply it and then we all pray and you know i mean some sometimes the kids just aren't interested at all in that sometimes they're distracted sometimes they're interrupting each other and that's fine um but you know, I, I would rather I would rather still have that time, um, and it be not great <laughs> than to not do it at all.
0: Yeah, well, that's really good because it would be easy to bail on something like that if they're just not into it.
1: Yep, yep. And I think, and the thing is, some t- you never know when they actually are. You know, there are times when when they'll say something that I'm like, wow, I, I had no idea you were even paying any attention to that. So um, <laughs> yeah. it's worth it.
0: How do you get one-on-one with them? I mean, you talked about sitting and listening to Addie play or playing with Jack. Is there anything else you do for one-on-one?
1: I take my kids out to lunch uh, once. uh, It ends up to be like once a month, each of them. Um, So in addition to time after school... Uh, or in the evening with them, uh, and in the morning, my my oldest daughter goes to school before her younger two uh, siblings, and so I get up with her and spend some time with her in the mornings. Um, but I also take each one of them out to lunch, uh, pick them up from school, take them out, which they think is a really special deal to you know get out of school and go out to lunch with dad. And then my wife also does the same thing on their, on the uh, their birth date each month. So my youngest is uh, it's the sixteenth of October, and so the sixteenth of every month. Uh, my wife will take them out to breakfast and spend one-on-one time with them. So, those are just some of the things that we try and plug into the calendar to, to spend uh, quality time with them.
0: That's really cool. That's really cool too that your wife does that. I mean, obviously, I know your wife, and and um, mm-hmm. I mean that was something her dad did with with her and his other, you know, his other two children. So yep, yep. you you can see the impact of those decisions that parents were making and how those things trickle down over time. And so as you think about it, you know, you're teaching, not only are you showing your kids that you care about them, you're teaching them how to parent.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a legacy. And you're going to teach them, you know what, that's a good point. The things that you are teaching them and um, and showing them are positive and negative. So think about that,
0: right? <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, well, they're always watching and paying attention. Okay, so talk yep. about... You know, this sounds great and people listening, it's like we've got the perfect family here and it's pink fluffy unicorns dancing on rainbows and just wonderful. <laughs> so when do you get out of sync on this and what is that like and and how do you handle stuff like that? Because I imagine there's just got to be times that you get home and, and you know, Addie's like, Daddy, listen to me play or Ellie wants to yeah. do a dance for you or Jack's like, Dad, can we you know, play basketball? And you're like, not today, just not today. Yeah. And oh, man. so when you get out of sync that- on that, how does that go? Yeah, that's
1: like a symphony when all the instruments are playing on the wrong key, and all, I mean that's oftentimes actually what it sounds like. Um, we I don't in in any way mean to uh, insinuate that we are the perfect family and it's all rainbows and unicorns. I mean it's pretty. It can be pretty nasty, uh, <laughs> especially. Um, I work all hours, and so a lot of times I'm battling irritability, um, and I'm just cranky, and when we get out of sync. Um, I, I think it's important to be transparent with your kids, especially as they get older, especially with my 11-year-old. I mean, she's 11 going on to 17. Uh, and, you know, I will sometimes, if, you know, if we don't, if we miss something, if we miss uh, a lunch or, you know, in fact, just last week, I told my, my oldest, I said, hey, on Tuesday, I'm going to take you out to lunch and she said great I want to go to Subway and I said okay I'll pick you up at lunch the lunch hour well I had forgotten that uh on Tuesday I had signed up to take my son Jack or I had signed up to go uh, with him in his class on a field trip I was going to chaperone so I had to tell her hey I'm, I can't do lunch and she got upset with me and I said look I'm really sorry but look at my calendar here and I opened it up and I just said I want you to see how busy life becomes as an adult." And how, you know, especially when you have three kids that you love more than anything else and you want to spend time with, um, in addition to continuing to, you know, to date your mom because I love her and she's the most important person walking this earth to me. I said, you see how difficult that is? I said, I I promise you we will reschedule um, and I'm sorry I missed it. And, you know, I I think the same thing, I mean, talking about transparency, um, you know, when you... Or when I, you know, when I act out, and you know, I, we all have our own our own battles, right, and our struggles. And one of my mine is anger. Um, I need to not be so quick to be angry. And sometimes, in my exhaustion, I'm quick to anger with my kids. And um, I can remember a couple of months ago, I, they were not listening to me, um, and so I slammed my bedroom door. And my daughter came up to me a little later, and she said, "Dad." why do you get upset with me for slamming my door and you just did the same thing? Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh man, yeah. <laughs> arrow through the heart. Right. And I said, Addie, it's because I'm a broken person. I'm flawed. I'm a sinner just like you are. Um, and I don't mean to, to show to, you know, to, to try and tell you that I'm a perfect person because I'm not. Um, but this is who I am. This is one of my struggles. And so, yeah, no, you shouldn't slam the door. Neither should I. I shouldn't have done it. I'm sorry that I did it. And will you forgive me? Um, I think, you know, you, you have to demand, command, uh, respect, and obedience from your children. But I think you, they also need to realize that you are a human being just like them at the end of the day, and you're not perfect. And I think that also has strengthened my relationship with my kids.
0: I'd agree with you. I've found that with Naomi, if I make a mistake, and like you said, I'm, I'm, I'll make them just like you. I've slammed a door to whatever. Right. And yep. if I go back to her and tell her number one, Naomi, what daddy did was wrong and I'm really sorry. And, um, you know, I'm not perfect. And, um, just know that I do love you and I care about you and I realize I made a mistake. And when man, if it, and you know, we're not having these conversations daily, they happen a few times a year and when they happen, I'm telling you, I feel like the connection number one that we have is strengthened. Um, Uh, Number two, it's really it's a really authentic relationship. Yes. And then and then third, um, she will be more inquisitive when things like that come up. Hey, daddy, you know, uh, the other day we were driving through a school zone and this lady was going like 100. And the speed limit's 15. And that that's just one of the things that really gets to me, I think, maybe because I have a second grader, right? And so yep. I'm honking my horn and kind of just saying, hey, slow down, slow down. Well, Daddy, why are you honking at her? Like, do you is that the way you need to do that? You know, that sort of thing. <laughs> yep. and, and I'm fine with that. I love that because it's, a gosh, we're having like legit conversations. And that's what you're talking about here. You get engaged with them, get down at their level, be real and authentic. And then you end up with a real relationship. Yep.
1: And and really, to come full circle, that's what it's all about. It's about having a relationship with them that's going to last a lifetime, right?
0: Yeah. Well, what's the final thing you want these dads to take away from our conversation today?
1: Um, I would say uh, put down your phone and get over your exhaustion or your want to watch Center or whatever's on Netflix after work um, or on Sunday afternoon and get out with your kids and just do it because it means more to them than we know
0: yeah it does well Dustin thanks so much for joining us I really appreciate it Thank you James anytime so many lessons from Dustin and you know the big ones for me uh, you know he's being very very intentional with with sitting down with each of them and having some group time the couple that stood out to me is is he's talking about a challenge I know every single one of us has which is those devices in our hand and how easy it is to go to those. You know, do you have them on the table at dinner? And You probably don't, and maybe you do. Is it easy to get distracted by it because it goes bing, and you want to check on an email that came in from work? And it's a challenge all of us have, and Dustin's talking about how he's kind of handling that and the awareness he has and that the kids are paying attention as well. That's why we do have a podcast coming up. I'm going to talk with the author of a book called The Art of Screen Time. This will come out in November, and so be looking for it, where we're going to look at both screens and kids and then screens and parents. And how we can interact with those. Because, yeah, those can distract us. I also appreciate what he said about sacrifice. That, you know, when he gets home, if Jack wants to go out and shoot hoops or toss the ball, and he may not feel like it. Or uh, Addie wants to play the piano, and he might not feel like listening to it. Or Ellie wants to show off her newest tap dance. That that he's going, you know what, I can spend 20 minutes here. And I can get a little bit of uh, relaxation in later. And, and you can tell he's being very purposeful about spending time with them, and that's gonna add value. Because he talked about how Stacy takes each kid out for on their the day of their birthday for every month. So, you know, Naomi's birthday is March 10th, so if I took her to breakfast on the 10th of every month, and for Stacy, that's something her dad did with her, that that he did with all three of his kids, and that's a legacy that's moved down. So there's a lot there, and and I just, I trust you got some value out of it and learned something. My goal through Positively Dad is to do just that. Talk to dads who are living life real like all of us are so that we can learn from them and take one thing and add it to our life and and just grow as a parent, grow as a partner, grow as a person. And so I, I, you know, I thank you for listening and being willing to, to learn from these other dads like I am. If you like it, again, please rate us. Go on to wherever you're listening and give us five stars if you would and write a review. And then we're posting stuff on our social media pages and we love connecting with you. Just go on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, wherever you go, and search Positively Dad. You'll find us there, and we'd love to interact with you. Finally, we're doing our blog as well, PositivelyDad.com. You can check it out. And then if you'd like to be a guest on a Dad Talk episode or maybe you know a topic we should look at for one of our Monday episodes or know someone we should have on the show, send me an email at James at PositivelyDad.com, and I'd love to be able to connect with you. So I appreciate you listening. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you next time on Positively Dad. I'm James Shaw.